1: this is God's Truth in Action.
0: Welcome to another edition of Engaging Truth. I'm your host, Pastor John Cain from Nacogdoches, Texas. Today joining us, we have a father and son pastor who are going to share with us some of the joys of the ministry, some of the joys of uh, growing up in the ministry, in a ministerial home, and also some of the current uh, projects that they are working on today. So we have uh, Wilbert, Sohns and his son, Stephen. Welcome to the program.
2: Thank you, John. We're, we're glad to be here. Uh, we're glad to be a part of this whole month of Fathers and Sons, but especially because it's a reminder that uh, there's no such thing as retirement. Uh, when God is driving his mission, uh, it continues to work uh, no matter what your title and when you're working and how old you are. So this is a lot of fun.
0: That's right. That's right. We won't say how old Moses was, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there are many, many uh, examples. Of uh, pastors who f- just continue on for all the time the Lord gives us.
1: Well, and my son Steve said it quite well uh, when I went to uh, Liberia in 1977 on behalf of the Board for Missions. Uh, I was giving an, uh, given to my made an honorary chief of, of the Mende tribe, and they called me
0: Musa <laughs> Moses. <laughs> A, a treasured title i'm sure
1: yes it was <laughs> so uh we,
0: for our listeners we we have been uh, uh exploring this a little bit about um the the idea of having uh ministerial families uh where you have uh the lessons learned by a father pastor handed on to um sons and perhaps grandsons and that's a a rather interesting experience that uh, some people have had, and I I have the sense that it's fewer and fewer pastors today have that experience with the increase in uh, second career pastors and and, uh, special ministry uh, pastors. Um, So I'd I'd like to explore that a little bit with you. Um, Starting with you, Steve, was there ever a time when you thought about doing something else? Besides ministry?
2: That's a great question because uh, I'll lead into it this way, is, is having a father who was engaged with uh, something called the Lutheran Layman's League and Lutheran Hour Ministries, uh, with being on the board for missions, and for our listeners who not, may not know what that is, it was really highly engaged with groups that were doing missions, uh, and we got to meet people from all over the world, and to be able to hear and see from these folks how exciting it was to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and see the uh, just the great uh, confidence and power that gave them. Uh, I enjoyed seeing missions at work through my dad, but I think the biggest impact was, was mission. And despite that, I thought I was going to be an account. I did was an accounting major, uh, worked on my accounting degree. I was going to get my MBA uh, from the University of Wyoming as well. And I kept saying, I will not become a pastor uh i and mom and dad always gave me lots of room to wherever god sends you and i should have been careful with that word send because as soon as dad used that wherever god sends you i should have known that god is a sending god and he was going to come after me and part of that was going to be going into the ministry and so there was a big shift uh for me from no way to here i come so uh, there was a shift yes
0: well god can call us in a lot of different ways and there are certainly Um, accountants that are very useful in God's kingdom but um, our Lord has a way of speaking to each of us uh, a a personal calling a personal plan if you will of things to do uh, with our time here on earth and he he's the one who decided that ministry would be uh, your best fit so what would you say then to uh, the people that are listening about um, how God spoke to you how that worked for that uh, maybe inner call, how you came around to the point of understanding that this was what God wanted you to do.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that because I think while at the University of Wyoming, it was living out in that uh, mission that uh, of being at a Lutheran campus center, uh, meeting students and people who were just had a lot of questions about who God is, uh, or when they hear the word or the name Jesus, who is Jesus, what's that mean for my life? And so, uh, even though I'd lived in a household where I'd met people from all over the world, uh, who expressed the change that Jesus made in their life, when confronted with people who asked me those questions at the campus and said, what can you tell me? Um, all the things that had been lived out in my household, uh, came to bear in terms of sharing God's message of life, uh, in me, through me, and for me, uh, that I could share with them. And so, uh, that missional heart has been in our family, and I guess I couldn't run away from it when I'm facing people who are dying to know more about
0: God. So you describe described some of the joy uh, of meeting first-generation Christians uh, that are in from the mission field, and you were raised in a place with uh, the culture was steeped in Christianity. Um, it's a joyful thing when those two groups meet will um what would you say about the importance of spreading the gospel to uh, people who haven't heard it before
1: uh, thank you for that uh, question and uh, it relates to what you just said about uh how uh, steve was uh, steeped in in the in the in the congregations and so forth uh, basically uh my my second congregation uh was a, was church planting and so while Steve was a very young child at that point, uh, he grew up not only in that congregation and the second congregation, which was a replant church, uh, in, in seeing and the sending of God involved. In other words, that congregation was started uh, in such a way as that it wasn't trying to reach uh, fellow Lutherans we cared about the world we cared about people who who needed jesus and wanted jesus in their life and and wanted an answer uh, for the hope we have in christ and and so that congregation was a new church plant which was started with the whole idea of, of reaching other people other than lutheran and and so god sent us to them Steve and his brother Mike grew up with that kind of a mission attitude, and it was really a different mindset. Instead of caring for ourselves and caring for our own
0: Lutherans, we
1: cared about other people
0: and their lives. So I understand that you have uh, been doing some studies, and the culmination of the study has been writing a book, Uh, partly on this subject of of, uh, missional outreach to others. Steve, do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, and uh, I wish we had more time because this gets us both pretty fired up because uh, it has been instrumental in both our lives and ministries. It has been a guide uh, from the time I was growing up in this situation to who I am as a pastor today. And that is just the, the lens of the whole Bible being seen through God's great sending. Uh, Jesus after his uh, uh after his time of dying and being raised from the dead uh, his words to his disciples were you know as the father has sent me so i am sending you in John 20 and it's interesting a lot of christians and people who may be on this uh radio show today are thinking you know the great commission is Matthew 28 you know go therefore and make disciples but really if you think about it it's as you are going it really dips back to Jesus sending, and that that attitude is not just about pastors. It, it's not just about professional church workers. It's that each Christian uh, is sent, and that our whole life becomes a place of of God utilizing us where we you know where we live and we work and we play. And so, uh, with this particular project, it has ended up in a book uh, that's called "The Great Sending." God's Heart beating through you and I love just that title because you know God sees each Christian each person that their heart is beating with the same heartbeat that God has and that God is working through them in that way and so um, the book is great I, I hope that people who uh, really want to get engaged with this will read that uh, but I, I think it's really going back to the scripture and saying hey what does what is god's heartbeat uh, he didn't send uh, Jesus for the purpose of churches in the sense that we just have a gathering place for ourselves, but that we become a sending center to impact and bring Christ's love to everyone.
0: So in in light of the recent lockdowns, in light of the recent uh, COVID problems, uh, as people are able to be sent again, what would be some of the hallmarks of that behavior?
2: I keep talking, but Dad, I'll jump in there again, is, is I don't think we were locked down during COVID. I think that's the problem of the church, is we oftentimes think we have to be gathered at the church. Uh, for myself and my wife, Ursula, we found it to be an exciting time because God opened more doors in our neighborhood. Uh, we saw the importance for our congregation of the partnerships we've made with the local schools. Uh, we've seen what that meant to be open and spending time with the constables and praying for them and praying with them, uh, that our campus was still available, that people could come, you know, under those protocols and all those things, but we did not want to think about ourselves being shut down because God actually uses situations like this. It was true in the early church. You know, people were sent on uh, dispersions in a way, and if they waited to be able to come home to Jerusalem and things were better, whatever that meant, or if we wait for things to be better uh, with this pandemic, we may be
1: losing out on the opportunities we have to be sent where we are. And so I may add, uh, the pandemic gave an opportunity uh, for all of God's people to show that uh, we are not self-centered. The Christian church is not to be self-centered, uh, but, but to care for others and to be sent to others. We're just not sent to ourselves. Uh, God didn't send uh, Jesus just simply to the church. He sent, a, sent us to the world, uh, to people, uh, and, uh, and to always send us to others. And and so the pandemic became a wonderful opportunity uh, for God's people to remember that that's exactly why He sent us, and uh, and very uh, quite frankly, that is exactly how uh, we we uh, reared our our two sons. Uh, that God not only sent them to us, He sent us to them, but He sent us all to
0: others in the world. Will and Steve, how would you summarize the message that uh, God has sent us to share? Summarize the gospel for someone who has never heard it before.
2: Uh, The gospel is just this, that uh, the world, uh, there's been a breakdown between God and the world. We see that today as people are asking questions. And God made a bridge uh, to each one of us. And his desire was to be in a relationship with each one of us, Uh, whether we're pastors, whether we're Christians, even Lutherans. God loves Lutherans, surprisingly. And uh, God made a bridge with Jesus Christ who came uh, as fully God and taking on uh, the form of man and died on the cross, uh, not only to die for sins, which people hear, but to, to understand that that bridge that was made there was for God to reach over to us. And then he confirms that with Jesus' resurrection. And that sending of Jesus... Uh, was him also to send us to say that we uh, each one of us is is so meaningful to God uh, that that trust uh, in those words that we are forgiven in Christ is not to block us off or say that's in uh, not in you know it's not inclusive. He's he's saying I am inclusive. I'm inclusive, loving each and every one of you.
1: And to add to that, that's exactly why the book is named the Great Sending. God's heart beating for the world. It is God's heart. That sent Jesus, the very Son of God, uh, the Son of God and Son of Man, uh, to those in the pandemic, to those hurting, to those that are filled with anxiety in their lives, uh, to those who are suffering the consequences of sin. God sent Jesus to every one of us in all of our hurts and problems
0: and as we face life and death. Do you think we have more people or less people now who recognize that they are sent to share the message?
2: I, my fear would be is that our nature seems to be to close into ourselves. So my first answer might would be to there's less, and I know that when we judge most things in the church, we judge by how many people are sitting in seats on a Sunday morning, and we, we're judging by what. Uh, we see in terms of the outward uh, signs of what we've thought church is. I think we're on the cusp of those seeing, uh, just like we in the early church, it was simply the disciples and a few who changed the world by changing their outlook on who God was and what the church was about. So I probably fewer, but I think the greatest days for the church is now because those who get it, those who are living it. Uh, are going to make a bigger impact than those who just thought the church was for them.
1: I have told Steve, uh, John, I've told Steve at times that I almost wish that I was beginning my life and ministry again because of the opportunities that God has given us to let people know how much Jesus loved them and and how, how his death on the cross and his resurrection absolutely guarantees that love and the gift of eternal life. Uh, if there's any time in history that is needed, it's now. And I know we can say that at any time in history. But due to the fact that there is a decline in Christendom and a decline in the number of Christ-sent missionaries, what an opportunity. So I almost wish that I could start my ministry all over again and plant some new churches again and, and because it's such a great message of joy and
0: hope uh, for people of the world. Will, if you uh, if you wished that you could start your ministry over again, then what would you say to a young person who is contemplating going into mission work or going into uh, studies to become a pastor, for instance?
1: I would say to him, consider the fact that God is sending you uh, and that 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 is with God's authority. The whole concept of sending is it is actually officially, authoritatively, being sent by Jesus Christ to the world. And what a tremendous vocation and calling that is to be a sent one of Jesus to others.
2: And I would add to that too is is is, is enjoy. Uh, It's not just the concerns and fears of what do we do with gathering the handful. I don't care if you're small or big as a church. Uh, If you're thinking how many do we gather in a small space, that's one thing. But if you think about how many people that you can help send, you can encourage, you can let them know what God is doing in their life to help reach others in their neighborhood, in their families. It's an exciting time to, to be alive. And uh, it's a great launching point. You used that earlier in a question. It's a great time to be relaunching, if we feel we need to, in the church. Then let's launch with gusto. Let's get out there and be the church
0: today. So in that aspect of being a multiplier, being one person who touches others and then in turn sends them, uh, what do you think about the the culture today? And uh, do you have any thoughts about why? Across almost all of Christendom, the number of pastors seems to have declined a little.
1: I think a part of that is that we've lost the understanding that God is sending us. Uh, and we keep using that word send, but that is, that is basically the, the heart of the gospel. The gospel is the sending of Christ. Uh, the sending of Christ is a gospel. and And the word mission comes uh, is the english translation uh, of, of the, the scriptural word to send, and so we 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 use that word mission uh as as if it's only a slogan and completely forget that it is god sending us because He sent Jesus Christ. And so we need to recapture that. It needs to be like a new mindset, John. It needs to be like a new DNA uh, of of what that really means for our lives.
2: No, I was going to say it, and I think that's why we've seen a constriction of perhaps people wanting to go into the ministry. I think if we think of ourselves as those who are hiding behind the walls, holding the few faithful together in a defensive a place what's exciting about that now if we're excited because we're on a mission and and God is it's his mission not ours and it's a mission for encouraging those that are with us to be together in that mission and being sent together uh numbers uh, don't become important in fact the mission becomes so important that we get ex- why do people join the service today it's because they believe in the mission that is there to defend the country for sure but to be together in community with those who we serve together we're sent together and um, i i guess what i see in the church when i see that idea of being sent it's exciting for us at our in our congregation in north houston uh, and you've had some of these people in the program uh, it doesn't matter with new starts or new plants when there's a new place with a handful to see what they're doing and how that's expanding, it doesn't matter how few. Or a larger congregation, there are those who are sending. Uh, it's an exciting thing. So uh, I think for those who've wondered or they thought, well, why would I want to become a pastor? Uh, why not? It's the best time to be sent on God's mission, and if you're good at sending others, get on board. Let's go.
0: And what else can we do that has eternal consequences? But uh, to have uh, direction and let's unpack that a little bit. What else do we have beside the command or the sending from God? Does He resource us? Does He go with us?
1: He yeah. He resource us by giving us a promise to be with us always. Yeah. He resource us by giving us the Holy Spirit. Uh, yeah. the, and, and in fact, the Scriptures talk about the sending of the Holy Spirit. It's the sending motif all the way through the scriptures. And that's why when Steve said at the beginning of this interview uh, about how uh, scriptures is seen through the lens of the sending of God, uh, which we also call the Missio Dei, uh, that's because it is it is truly not only a sending of Christ, which is the chief thing, that is the main proclamation, but he he, and he sent the church, but he sent the resources of the holy spirit and even though prayer is not a means of grace prayer is also one of the resources that god gives uh, to the church and, and and then the great resource of the word of god itself and so this this book the great sending uh is seeks to get god's people to dive into the scriptures the word of god as the resource for our sending.
0: For this uh, uh, radio program, we'd invite our listeners to visit us at elmhouston.org. And on that website, you can find podcasts, archived past programs that you can download and listen to. There's also a way for you to support us. We are volunteers in this, so your uh, donations go far. Your donations buy us airtime to keep us on the air. So we'd invite you to visit us at ELMHouston.org. Very quickly, how can our listeners uh, get a copy of your book?
2: Well, there's uh, two ways. One is just to go to Amazon. If you want an individual copy, look up The Great Sending uh, and especially if you can get that uh, aspect of uh, God's uh, heart beating for the world through you helps. Uh, we actually have a, a website as well. So if you'd like to do a study or have a group of people get together, you can buy it by the case at thegreatsending.org. And there's a little more information there as well. And we have a lot of people who are jumping on board to say, we want to see a Christ-led movement not just here locally, but uh, throughout uh, the country, throughout the world. And so the thegreatsending.org would be a great way uh, to jump into that, and uh, those books are available there.
0: Very good. Well, thank you, Will and Steve. Blessings on you, and thank you for your work. Join us again real soon for another edition of Engaging Truth.
1: Thank you for listening to this broadcast of Engaging Truth. Be sure to join us each week at this time. To help support our ministry, contact Evangelical Life Ministries, Post Office Box 568, Cypress, Texas 77410, or visit our website at elmhouston.org, or find us on Facebook at Evangelical Life Ministries. Thank you.